It's been said that Christian music sucks. Not. Hopefully the antidote will dispel that myth. The antidote features bands that range from indie folk to metalcore. So whatever your likes and dislikes are, you're going to be hearing it on the antidote. I'm Dave Hawkins, and this is the antidote. I got a co-host with me tonight. My son Josiah is joining me in the studio once again. I sometimes regret, though, having him on with me because he has this great radio voice, and I have to struggle with what I've got. And we have often have a little bit of disagreement as to what type of styles of music that he and I enjoy. Don't always mesh, but something that we are both fans of is ska. At the turn of the century, ska seemed to be headed off the edge of the cliff, much like Lemmings. But some of those lemmings didn't drop into the sea, but hung on and started propagating. Not only that, but some of those lemmings swam back to shore. Okay, enough about Arctic rodents. Simply put, ska lives. And to prove it, we have a lot of old and new ska tunes tonight, and bands. What Certainly uh, one of the most important and influential, and certainly one of my favorite ska bands, was Five Iron Frenzy who called it quits in late 2003, but who have recently got back together. And uh, we have the first half of a two-part interview with Michael Ortega, guitarist of Five Iron Frenzy, coming up right after our first song. Uh, So when Five Iron announced that the reunion only a few months ago, that announcement coincided with uh, the release of a new song that they had recorded, and uh, you're about to hear it in a minute. The new song from Five Iron Frenzy, it's a teaser from their upcoming CD, which, and you can download actually this song for free from their website or their Kickstarter campaign. And the track is It Was a Dark and Stormy Night.
Five Iron Frenzy is regarded as one of the greatest of ska bands. Recently united, they have returned to the studio to record a new CD and will also be out performing this summer. As a treat to the Antidote listeners, Mike Ortega, guitarist of Five Iron Frenzy, has joined us to provide some insight to what's happening with the band. Micah, thanks for joining the Antidote. Sure, yeah. It's been eight years since Five Iron Frenzy played their last show. And in that time, there's been no shortage of rumors that the band would reunite. So what drew the band back together at this time? Honestly, just the desire to hang out with each other again. Like, we see each other maybe once a year or so for, like, what we call our family reunions, where we, you know, do, like, a barbecue or whatever. And um, just didn't seem like it was often enough. So as an excuse to, to hang out with each other more, we decided to start just playing through some old Five Iron songs and started liking how it was sounding and then simultaneously there was a countdown that was posted on our website that was basically going to be the countdown to a uh, website revision and so all these rumors started floating around about you know what does this mean because there was no you know explanation as to the countdown we basically drew up a letter saying sorry guys we're not getting back together just a uh, website revision and then Reese was like well why don't we get back together so we decided to just to keep everybody happy. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, we're people pleasers. Tell me, why did you guys just decide to fund the new album through a Kickstarter campaign and rather than using the support of an established record label? There's different ways to look at a record label. Our, our relationship with Five and Walk was, was awesome. It was basically a handshake and, you know, no contract, really. I guess I want to say that first off. Secondly, though, a record label really is just a small bank who has connections in promotion and distribution and with the record industry going how it is going really your distribution being through the internet that kind of cuts out that that middleman and then if there's no need to have a record label that has the distribution channels then you cut out that middleman and you basically don't have to take out a loan so to speak from the record label to do a record so Kickstarter just seemed like the most natural way of, of doing that raising the money beforehand instead of taking out a loan, so, so to speak, and having to pay it back. And, like, can you describe how the Kickstarter campaign went? First of all, I, I guess like, the Kickstarter campaign went way better than we thought it would, would go. We thought, at you know, minimum, we'd need about $30,000 to record a record of, of, you know, decent quality, and uh, and we figured we would need 60 days to do it, and so we, we uh, when you do get the Kickstarter, they give you the option of, of 30 or 60 days, they recommended 30 days, and we were, I was thinking, you know, 60 would probably be safe, you know, because if you don't make your goal, then the, the, all the funding gets pulled and you're back to square one. We just had no idea it would go as well as it did. So then you did generate enough funds, obviously, to produce the, the new album. Yeah, yeah, we were shooting for $30,000, and everybody just pulled together and, and uh I mean, we, we actually hit $30,000 within the first hour of the Kickstarter, and then 
by the end of the 60 days, we were up to 207,000. That shows what kind of a dedicated fan base you guys have. Yeah, really. I mean, if you look through the numbers, it's, it's, there was only about 3,000 people who gave. So what are fans going to expect from your new release? Like, is this going to be the same band that we know and love, or is this going to be a, a new Five Iron Frenzy? Uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be a combination of the both. I mean, we're definitely eight years older, so we, we've learned a lot about how things should be done musically. You know, like, there are certain songs that uh, <clears throat> we wrote for the horns back in the day that we had no idea that, that the horns really shouldn't be written in that key for a song. It just sounded, it always sounded, you know, rough. So, like, little lessons like that have played a part into the songwriting that we're doing now to write, like, more sound songs. The personality of it, I think it'll be the same. I mean, I mean, we're all kind of the same people. I think it'll be a lot of, a lot of the same personality-wise. Maturity's helping with the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maturity and experience really, really helping a lot as well. What's the plan? Have you guys named the new album yet? Or have you set a release date? We haven't named the record yet. We thought that if we, we were to name it before the songs were written, it would uh, pigeonhole us into songwriting styles and this and that. So we kind of wanted to see how the album would develop before we put a name on it, even though it seems like it would be a good marketing thing to, to put a name on it and say, you know, this album coming out in whatever. But uh, we felt that it would just uh, stifle creativity. So we're holding off on the name. As far as the Kickstarter thing, it, it, it really is a contractual obligation to our fans now that we have to put out a, a record by 2013. Okay, so, we, so maybe next year, looking for the album, not this year. Yeah, yeah, we're actually uh, in the process of writing the record because, honestly, we didn't even know that the Kickstarter thing was going to actually happen, you know? So we, we were kind of like, it wouldn't it be funny if it did, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so... And so now that it, it did, uh, we're, we're in the process of writing, and, and uh, the goal is that uh, we'll be recording starting in October of this year, and hopefully have a record out, you know, spring or so of next year. Well, I know everybody's going to be anxiously anticipating seeing that album. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. American Kryptonite Yeah
drinking and consuming everything in their past for God. They did so with a certain fervor and sense of entitlement for their new God. could ever go hardcore five iron did it with that song american kryptonite yeah one of my personal favorites that was from their last record the end is near but that was released back in 2003 next band we've got up is squad 5-0 sometimes it was been debatable as what type of a band were they were they actually were they punk were they ska were they rock what were they so that was always a debatable thing This track, I really do think, though, is a true ska, but you can decide. This is their song, Kids of the World Unite. Change, we're not because we want to tell it to the night. We will rest. 
that was Rebel Youth by the Dingies from their 1998 album Armageddon Massive. Uh, now, as we mentioned at the start of the show, Ska never truly died, and as we know, a lot of bands are still recording today. So uh, here's a new track from Tiki Joe and the Bamboo Band. This is Sing Along. La, 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 la. 
this is Steve Taylor, and you're listening to The Antidote at 92.7 FM.
I've stayed up many late nights wondering what would have happened if the Beach Boys had actually done ska. And you know what? That was it. Yeah, that was that was that was some surf ska. I'd never heard that before. Fell in love with that song. So that actually was uh, from a band called Not For The Crowd, and that was uh, Gained Back, Lost Youth. Josiah and I had been doing a little talking on the way to the station here tonight because we found out down in New Hampshire this summer, in early August, they've got two of the great ska bands. The one band we're featuring tonight, Five Iron Frenzy, and also the OC Supertones. So what do you think? I think it's a I think it's a done deal. I think we should go. It's a definite one. Yeah. Well, you, as you were saying, it's uh, one of the very few dates that Five Iron Frenzy has actually uh, planned so far. Like, this is one of the few definite ones, so... I think they've only actually planned, like, three dates for this whole summer. So this is sort of a big deal. And New Hampshire is, what, what is it, nine hours? Ten hours? Ten-hour drive away? Something like that. Yeah, so not really not really a big deal. But now we still got to figure out if, if Josiah, with your license, if you can actually drive in the States. Oh, no, no, you were saying, yeah, you're going to have your... Uh, well, I've, I've had my G2 for right. years now because I just haven't bothered to get my full license because it's pretty much a full license as it is. But I should probably just actually go and do it and stop laying around. We went to this thing once before, and it's it's insane. Like, I mean, you see so many bands over just a few days. And what, what was the temperatures getting up to? Wasn't it 90, 93, 94 degrees? I, I don't know Fahrenheit. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, you actually, they... They were insisting that people come in with bottled water. They're hosing the entire crowd down with uh, with a garden hose. As weird as that sounds, but yeah, it does uh, it does work. <laughs> kept us cool anyway. Kept my cool. That's yeah, because I can't stand the hot weather. <laughs> okay, Josiah's going to introduce our next track. Well, uh, while the skull scene was going full force in Orange County, California, the insiders emerged from the other end of the U.S., Detroit, Michigan, to be exact. This is uh, Walking Dead.
So after this next song, you're going to hear uh, part two of our interview with Mike Ortega from Five Iron Frenzy. If you've been listening, uh, you heard uh, part one of it just a few minutes ago. Anyway, this next song is uh, Where Is Micah? Um, Micah was the brunt of the band's humor on this next song from the album, our newest album ever. current band lineup? Uh, current band lineup is uh, myself, um, uh, Reese Rober, Leonore Ortega-Teal, Brad Dunham, Dennis Culp, Andrew Verdecchio, Scott Kerr, and Sonny Johnston. Okay, so it's the old mainstays. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we've had one change out. Like, the, the original lineup for the first four years was all of us including uh, our old bass player, Keith Herrig. And then after the first four years, Scott Kerr left the band and was replaced by Sonny Johnston. He, he left through the rest of the, the years in the band. And this new lineup is basically Scott and Sonny, but uh, no Keith. How does God play a role in the band? 
Well, many, many of us in the band are Christians. Basically, his life permeates through ours, and everything that we do, for me, I feel like it's very much my obligation to be a representative of Christ through every facet of my life, you know, uh, whether it be my, my day-to-day 95 job or the band or just talking to somebody on the street, you know, so... Now, Reese Roper is the lyricist and lead vocalist for the band, but how do you manage his crazy sense of humor? <laughs> well, we all kind of have a pretty crazy sense of humor. He just puts words onto it. So <laughs> I, I think he's, he's a good front man for, as far as representing the, the majority of our, our personalities on stage, you know. How does Five Iron Frenzy balance between the zany songs and your more profound songs? Um, in what way? Well, I mean, you've got sort of an interesting mix because you've uh, you've gone almost the range from worshipful tunes right to insanity, like uh, Kitty Doggy. Sure. <laughs> that's a favorite. I got to admit, that's a favorite of mine. You've even been made fun of too. Where is Micah? Uh, <laughs> right. I guess and I think as, as a band and as people, we really try to be as transparent as as possible. Whereas I think some bands and you know artists like try to you know put out a persona as part of their brand or whatever. I think our brand is just to be as transparent as possible, and that be, mean like you know on Sunday I'll go I'll go to church and worship, and on Monday I'm, I'm at work and I'm, I'm telling jokes to people. So in the, in the same way that it's not schizophrenic for me to to be that way, I think the band kind of naturally is an extension of our, of our personalities in that way. And it's just being simply reflected in your music. Yeah, yep. You've booked some concert dates for this summer. So what are sure. the chances of Five Iron Frenzy playing any dates in the Maple Leaf state? <laughs> um, <laughs> this year, uh, pretty thin. Like the, we've traditionally actually not played Canada very often. We've only played it there twice that I can remember. Just not to say that we don't want to go there because we do. Traveling there sometimes can be a pain, honestly. <laughs> I've heard that but, said uh, before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the customs there is, is pretty intense. If you're if you're traveling there as a band, trying to get all your stuff through is, is a challenge for sure. So, but you know, if you uh, got to the border crossing and you simply told them, "Hey, look, our band wrote O Canada," they should just <laughs> say, "These guys are honorary Canadian citizens. Let's let them in." Sure. Sure, yeah, you know, we haven't tried that approach yet, so maybe next time we'll, we'll try that out. Uh, there's no uh, there's no Canadian um, dates in the near future, at least that I know of. The plan this year was to try to play as many shows as we can while still retaining a job. Yeah, tough balance that way. How do fans keep up to date on what's happening with the band? There's a, a whole lot of different ways. I mean, the best way is probably on Facebook. Some of us uh, do the Twitter thing. Uh, I mean, basically, if you were to just break it down, social media websites, that, that would be the, the best way to, to find out what's going on with us, because on most everything, that, but I think Facebook's probably the one that we're most, most active on. What are your thoughts on the resurgence in popularity of Ska? Honestly, I, I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> so, Well, I'm thinking um, that I you mean, guys have rejoined the OC Supertones. Obviously, they've come back together. The insiders have also rejoined in Montreal and Canada is quite a hotbed of ska bands. So I didn't know if you'd thought anything about that. No, I mean, you know, honestly, like the way I think about it, and, and maybe this is wrong, but there's plenty of old 80s metal bands, you know, like Motley Crue and, and those kind of groups 
that have rejoined as well, and they're playing to crowds that are like a thousand people or whatever, and like small little clubs where they used to pack out arenas. And just because they're back together doesn't necessarily mean the style is a mainstream thing. So I guess that's kind of how I view ska. Like we are doing it to have fun and to, to be with each other, whether or not people like it. You know, that'll be remain to be seen. Have you got any last words? You got to give us a great zing off ending here, Micah. Okay. Uh, any last words? Well, I'm not the zany guy in the band, so I'm not going to be zany about it. I'd say, in all, everything that you do, you know, be honest with yourself. Be, be honest with where you stand with God. Be honest with where you stand with your friends and your family, and because that's the only way I think that you can grow as, as a person is by re- rejecting the uh, the facade and, and coming to terms with where you really are at, and then from that point you can move forward. Micah, thanks for joining the antidote and. Sure best of success to Five Iron Frenzy and with the new album and uh, with the upcoming concerts. Thank you so much. Hi, and welcome to our practice, kids. Five Iron Frenzy. Thanks a lot. As I said during the interview, yes, that is one of my favorite Five Iron Frenzy songs. That was Kitty Doggy, all 43 seconds worth of it. As you can tell, that was sort of a just an off-the-cuff type of recording they did and threw it into the album, into the mix. This next track, stand up, take off your cap, put your hand over your heart if you really want. Five Iron Frenzy delivers their version of O Canada. Where the mom- 
Upstanding Youth is currently recording their fifth album. Check out the six-piece ska punk reggae band from Oahu, Hawaii. The song is Bigger Than You or Me.
upbeat track is by Buck Enterprises, and it's called When I Get Home. I'm Dave Hawkins. And I'm Josiah Hawkins. And thanks for tuning in The Antidote, which is heard on Trent Radio, CFFF Peterborough, 92.7 FM. Well, Josiah and I had a tough time paring down our playlist to fit a 60-minute time slot. So guess what? We're going to do it all over again in a couple of weeks. And, of course, that next show will be called Ska Lives Part 2. And we'll also get to hear from Mojo from the OC Supertones and see what he has to say about Ska. And stay tuned in. Emily Eakin is coming on at 10 o'clock with Jam Fandango. And for all you metalheads, the Iron Curtain is on at 10.30. Micah Ortega and I discussed during the interview some of the crazy and also profound lyrics that are found on their songs. Here's one of the more profound. This is World Without End. (laughs) 